Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour. My name is Todd Stoll, and I am joined by a 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Well, it's been a while. What? It's been a while. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, it's, you know, life happens. Illness, people, life. People get sick. I was out of the country. It's all good. And we're back now. And because we're back, we're a little delayed on it, but... I think the first thing we should give a thorough and unbiased review of is the Ghostbusters uh, Blu-ray. All about unbiased. Okay. I'll even I even watched I even watched the um, 4K UHD version, so we can talk about that too. Okay. A little bit. All right. So if you're going to watch this movie and you haven't watched it yet. Buy the Blu-ray or rent the Blu-ray with the extended release version on it. And sit next to a female. <laughs> I'm just telling you. There's something going on. Some mystical mojo with the female population that if you sit next to a female and you're a hardcore Ghostbusters fan, the movie's better. I didn't have that experience. I actually found that... Um, the extended release filled in some gaps that made, I, I guess, made the the theatrical release a bit odd in the way that it was cut. It did add some, it filled in some spaces. I think it gave Kate McKenna a much more broader and actually funnier platform. Yeah, you get, and it's surprising because it's only 15 minutes it, of cuts. Yeah, but you're, it's mostly her. It is mostly her. And she's funny. Yeah. She really is funny. And there's something about when you watch a movie, if if you can get some laughs going in the first, like, ten minutes, your brain almost goes, okay, I'm going to give him a pass. Yep. So as the movie keeps going on, you're going to laugh at things you might not have laughed at yep. the first time through, which is what happened for me. Yep, yep. I mean, um, I think the, the extended release version should have been the theatrical release i think it would have done a little bit better it added some additional context and provided some backstory that quite honestly i don't get why they cut it from the theatrical release because it i think it added abby has a confrontation with some some crazed person right which then explains and that's kind of a funny thing that happens and it explains why she's not there at the beginning of this big ghost battle sequence yep. at the end, yep. better. Yep, much better. As opposed to her just sitting in her apartment reading a book. Yep. And um, There's dance numbers? Well, the dance numbers <laughs> I think I could have done without. I think that it didn't really... that that You I didn't was, like the high school no. cheerleading part? No. With, okay. No. Uh, the original Ghostbusters had zero dance except for the music video. Okay. Which they did dance in. The and you being video. the strictest of Ghostbuster. You know, somebody actually, a female actually came to me and said, and I think you said this to me too, but I've now heard it from a couple different people. They thought that this was a satire on Ghostbusters. This was not a reimagination, but it was a satire right. of it. And, yeah. And, now, and, and that's why I think... I was going to agree with that, and I kept a, kind of feeling... A, that this was correct, except then I listened to the director and the writer, 
uh, Feig and um, the what's her name? The Pold. Yes, and he refers refers to it as a reboot. Well, so he, out of the director's mouth. So if, there goes your if, satire. If, if that's really how he feels, then that's unfortunate. Um, I, you, but you, it's a Ghostbusters for a new generation. That's what he also is I mean, pointing out. I mean, the thing is, is that he made a movie skewed to a specific demographic. He did not make a blockbuster movie for all audiences. And that's whether he intended that to happen. Right. Or, it's, it's unclear, but that's what happened. And so as a result of that, a, a certain demographic really kind of clung on to it and said, this is great, this is funny, I love it. And a certain demographic didn't really understand it, didn't get it. And then, and then the, re- the remainder hated it. I didn't really understand it because it just seemed full of kind of hokey gimmicks and forced, you know, right. forced bodily humors, you know, laughs. Right. And you didn't, you didn't really get it. You look at that original movie and, you know, then again, it's Dan Aykroyd writing it. And if you look at the Blues Brothers, it's this epic, you know, at the end where the National Guard is going after them and the Blues Brothers in the end of Ghostbusters, he's got the full, you know, United States military and every possible police officer. And it's really meant to be, a, you know, a little bit of what you would see as like a superhero movie. And it's, it's peppered with um, comedy, but primarily from Bill Murray. And occasionally right. from Aykroyd, but, but that's Murray about has it. to do very little. He has to, to do make very you little. laugh. Yeah, exactly. Right? And in this movie, it's sort of the polar opposite. It's they don't need help from anyone, and everyone is trying to be that Murray character. And whether you like that or not, I think that's where this movie sort of diverged a bit and had an issue with it. Back to the DVD, I do think that there were segments where there was a little bit more backstory on building the the weaponry, which I think I'm, I'm always a fan of that. I, that was the one thing I kind of hated about the initial one, which was there, there are deleted scenes where the proton packs are plugged into a wall outlet being charged. And they make reference to that in the cartoon a lot where they don't hold their power. And so they cut that out. So there's a lot less focus on the equipment than there is in this movie, which I think is what makes that part fun. Um, and I don't necessarily have a problem with the equipment at all. I actually think it was cool that they reimagined the ghost trap and that they had, you know, these other... The dual pistols. The dual pistols. The ghost shredder is pretty awesome. The ghost shredder is pretty awesome. It's pretty good. Um, and in general, um, you know, did a really good job of that. I think um, I still had issues on the on the Blu-ray in the sort of... Not the, not the big boss, but the first... The beginnings of the big fight sequence making out the ghosts who they were because of i don't know if it was the color or if it was just the pace in which the camera was moving but you could never really see who they were fighting occasionally you'd see somebody on the ground and then they'd say like oh you killed a pilgrim so so that's why you have to upgrade to four times the resolution to the 4k uhd because it's really great okay you can see everything that that the green demon, the wing demon in the rock, mm-hmm. the hard rock show, really impressive. Well, that's that was pretty good in the you know this, in the it even it's even better. This the the ability. I mean, it, at this point, the human eye can only see a certain resolution. Yeah, and they're they're really 
get the point where they're going to exceed it, right? So I don't know if we're ever going to see something better than 4K, ultra-high definition. They'll go 5K. But the human eye won't even see it. Yeah. I mean, um, at some point, it's it's going to be like you're standing there. But clearly, when you watch this movie in that format, it is a a celebration of visual effects. Yeah. It, you, it's just... It, the humor doesn't even matter anymore. Well, and I think that's where... That's where people complain about the original too, right? Is the first one they really didn't do anything with special effects, CGI based. I mean, it was all puppets and yeah. and you know, which then, has a great place. Then you know, drawings on the cells of of the film. There's and, yeah, and, and, and there's movies that to this day, when you watch them, you can appreciate that level of effect. Poltergeist like, is a great one. The thing. The thing. John Carpenter's The Thing. I saw that the other day. I think day. You, Aliens. Right. I mean, right. you know, there's. There's something to be said. You know, some Let's of the go over that in a segment, because I did a bunch of horror stuff. Let's and I'll do just that. whip some horror movies at you in TV, and you can tell me what you yeah. think of my picks. And then um, the second movie was the reason why Murray hated it, because they pumped too much special effects in right. it, and it dumbed down the humor. Right. And I do feel like perhaps that may have suffered in this rendition as well. If they had pulled it back and not done so much or maybe gone back to using puppets which I actually think could have been fairly cool. So if you watch the featurettes it's amazing to, to watch the visual effects guys in action because they spent a lot of time uh, making sure that the ghosts were actors on the set yep. and there was a lot of motion capture. It's all motion on. capture these days. And <clears throat> for example the, the giant Ghost at the end. What are we referring to him? Rowan. As? Rowan um, steps on a car and crushes it. Yep. They actually crushed a real car and then put his foot over it. Right. Which is just they didn't need to do that. Right. They could have just CGI crushed a car. Yep. So that's that's, that's, that's why their budget was so high. <laughs> yeah. If they had only removed some of those things and, and maybe done them CGI. So um, I give many kudos to the film for that aspect. When we when we get into the uh, the sort of backstories, a few things that I think were lost even in the extended edition was there wasn't really a very clear description as to why it's you know Times Square is is reverted back to an older, more sort of disgusting time. Right. I mean that's and that that doesn't even really get explained in the special features. Just all of a sudden, Times Square now looks like it's from Times Square in the in the sixties, sixties and what, And why does Rowan hate humanity so much? Is it just because he's a loner and he's been picked on all his life. Seems that way. Okay. Um, right. So, in the extended edition, though, there's a lot more backstory into how he figured out the technology that is glossed over in the theatrical. Yes, yes. And it's because they use the book that Abby and yes. Aaron created, and he figures out a way to essentially open up this portal for bad purposes rather than for good purposes. And they don't really talk about that in the theatrical. I mean, I think there's a very brief thing where they're flipping through and they realize it's the book. But it's in much more detail because she's sitting in her apartment looking through it. That's and that's right. really kind of glossed over. And that made a lot more sense and 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 really sort of showed them as kind of a yin and yang of, of going against each other. and Because he's essentially, which they briefly state, I think in one line, he's using the same technology that they would be using. 
And there's a reason for that because he's using their playbook against them. Right. Um, the so in in the in the DVD in the Blu-ray there there are two different um, blooper reels. Right. Oh, but well, let's go over one more time the presentation because. Oh, you found this when we were watching. When I was watching this with my wife, you all of a sudden the ghosts came broke the fourth dimension. They came off and started to to float around the black the black bars. It's a I think it's a two forty aspect yeah. ratio. So you got black bars on up in the bottom of your screen. Yep. Well, the first time you notice it is when the one ghost spews green slime over Abby. And the slime actually comes into the black bar portion of yeah, the screen. Which we then here just looked at to right. verify it wasn't just your setup. Yeah. But in and and so That's we were, really cool. And but but we were talking about this and what we can't figure out is is that intentional? Is that a carryover maybe from the three D where they did the three D first and then they downsampled the two D yeah. and just left it in? Or did they add the special effects sort of post final cut? in some of these areas and didn't take into consideration the aspect ratio and just let it kind of bleed out like you would if you were using like a Photoshop document and you wanted to have something extend the Right, bleed. like essentially seeing the mic in your scene. But you in some I mean? ways, if that's a screw-up, that's brilliant. If it's Right, if it adds it, a total different dimension to a home theater experience. And, and so, but the question is, is that to you, because you and you and I, I didn't even notice it until you told me, but you obviously caught that I wonder how many people actually realize that that's even there. Yeah. There's uh, lightning bolts at one point crackling yep. off the screen, yep. which is really cool. It's very cool. I mean, that is that it, is one feature that it's just not it's not published anywhere, which it's in some ways makes this and now I kind of want to go back to other movies that have been released recently. Been I've never noticed that. And see if anybody else is doing that or is it just a byproduct of taking the 3D and downsampling it to 2D? Right. I don't know. Okay. All right, so now we're going, unless you want to take a break and then come back to the extras. No, I think let's just power through. Okay. Okay, I'm going to say this. You can disagree with me if you want. I don't know the point of the blooper reels. There was nothing in there that was funny but whatsoever. But there were two of them. But there were two of them, and it was basically just a, a continuation of them flubbing their lines. There wasn't really anything funny. You would normally think of a blooper reel as letting somebody ad-lib multiple lines, and each one of them is hilarious, but it's just not included. And in yeah. this case... I got nothing. So did you get on yours alternate deleted scenes? Yes, I did. Okay, which were also... Pretty lame and... Did you get like what I call improvisational moments where they take the same line and they come up with something different for I, that, that I section I didn't really feel like that was there. It, I mean, there was a, it was like, like slightly... It's, it's over an hour. It's like an hour 15 yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. And there's not... It's, it's not funny. I mean, <laughs> I get why they use what they use. You know, was there an insert in your package that had a code that said you can get an additional extra hours worth of stuff uh, if, if you sign up for ultraviolet, if you put your code in, okay. blah, 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 blah. Well, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll sort of spin off of that and say the one thing I hate about ultraviolet, and in, in this case with what Sony did, because Sony obviously has the proprietary rights to ultraviolet, I don't like that when I plug a code in that I can't download it and play it in any application that I want. What right. really frustrated me about this DVD in particular is I was forced to download the Sony Ultraviolet app and have the, uh, the movie available in digital format in that app. I couldn't pull it out or put it in, say, iTunes 
or in, in my media bucket if I were using an Android device, I'm tied to using Sony's proprietary software, which is a real you know, down point for me. If I buy a movie and it says you know, it's extended, theatrical, and digital, I'm expecting that I can pull that digital and take it with me anywhere. That's a huge... I don't know why they're doing that. That's very frustrating from the consumer standpoint. So can you sign up? What I do is I signed up through Flickster and did it. Right. But you can't download it out of Flickster. You can't because what you're going to... Well, you have wait. to use you have to use the Flickster app to watch it. I do have a download button on Flickster. Mm. But I wonder if it's... I don't know. I coded. Thought, yeah, I think it is. And that, that was what was sort of... I didn't really like that. It's the first DVD I've ever had that issue with where it's made me only use right. their proprietary software. That was, that was a big... Well, I couldn't even get to the extras. I couldn't Supposedly, either. there was an hour's worth more of this stuff, but the code didn't work for me. And it's frustrating because if you're watching a home theater disc, you don't want to be swipping over no. and trying to upload an app and make it sure it works so that way, too. It is so frustrating. And the thing is, this is a single disc. I mean, again... We, we've talked about this before. I think we talked about this with the Aliens edition, is they put the theatrical and the extended release on the same disc. There's no reason to do that. They can put the other right. version on a second disc. The cost of production isn't going to really be that much more, right. and you can contain all the special features either on a second disc or move the extended version to its own deal and say you've got to, ins- at least you're controlling it via disc. That's, right. that's a problem. I couldn't get the movie to play once I downloaded it anyway, so it didn't really matter much. There was definitely a glitch going on. Okay. Um, now, now, also, did you listen to either of the optional commentary tracks? I made it through a good portion of Feigs. Right. Now, um, Feigs in both of them. Right. The, the one, second one, he's more of a orchestra leader with, with five other guys. No, I, I listened to the one that was just him. Okay. Him and Kate? And yeah. The, okay. So, two things that I wanted to bring up was, first of all, I didn't find in any point where he addresses the fact that fans were livid with him over this, which could have made for a really interesting commentary track. At the end of the movie, on the, on the first one with the writer, he kind of acknowledges there's, there's an issue. He acknowledges that the, they did this as a reboot for a new generation of Ghostbusters fans, but he never comes out and talks about how furious people were or how much they were wanting to kill him for doing this, which could have been interesting. I, he yeah. just completely bypasses it. Well, and I think you're starting to find, too, that there are just some movies you can't remake. I think if somebody were to come out and say, I'm gonna re- we're going to redo the Back to the Future trilogy, I don't know how you can redo that. You know, I, I can't expect him to come out and commit suicide either, Harry Carey, and go, oh, my God, I made such a big mistake. Yeah. I so blew it with this one. I mean, he'd be out of the business. Well, I mean, if you go back to, what is it, Damon Lundeloff, who did Lost, I mean, he finally acknowledged he screwed the ending up. Right. And, and you know, but, I mean, yes. It's also, when was the commentary recorded? Was it done after the, the release? Was it done sort of... When the trailer was it before the trailer was released? Where they're well, he had a out? chance because one of them is an extended cut. So I don't know what they did, but he was in New York for one of them and L.A. for another one. And the, really, once the first trailer came out, he knew he was in trouble. Yeah, because people were already all over. All right, the other commentary track has both visual effects guys talking, fascinating hmm. the whole time. 
You learn about how you make green slime. There's just so you know how to you know. There's only to, so many times I can watch a movie though, like because you're basically watching it three times with with three different tracks. <laughs> yeah, and it's I like, understand. It's, it's, and it's a movie you hate to begin with, so there couldn't be more torture. You involved. know, you know. I will say, Uh-oh, hold watching on. the extended Dead release, silence. I felt okay. I'll give it a pass. It still is terrible. It wasn't as bad as my initial reaction. Now that I was able to digest it on my own and sort of go into it saying, well, I know I'm going to watch this piece of garbage. It was still bad. It wasn't as bad, but I think that also played into the extended release. Okay. Because I think if I went back and watched the original version, I'd hate it just as much because it just made so much. You could tell, even having seen it only once, I don't know for you. For me, I could tell exactly where the different places where I hadn't seen things before. Right. And at the end of it, I was like, all right, I'm kind of into this. This makes a little bit more sense. I'm, right. I'm okay with this. But that's, you know. Fair enough. I'm, I'm not going to give it four stars. No, I wouldn't ask you to. Um, it was a pretty, it's a pretty solid set of extras. It's just that, you know, some of it is not my cup of tea. It's a Seth Rogen basket of extras yeah any seth rogan movie you get the exact same they call it linorama yeah where there's just they throw hours of this stuff at yeah. you and, to walk, and listen yeah and and i think you know i think some of this is a studio it's a pretty big production they're trying they want to put a lot of money into the extras and make it pretty solid right um and i know that just recently i think uh tuesday iTunes, I think, caught up, or the digital release caught up with the all the extras that came out on Blu-ray. I think that they were withholding that so the Blu-ray could come out and people would get the extras. And so it was a couple weeks delayed um, before it came out on digital um, as well. But they seem to have caught up a little bit. I can't really tell without buying the movie whether you get both versions or right. whether you're getting the theatrical release. Um, but that's an option if people are interested. Okay. Well, that's pretty thorough. I that's think. a pretty thorough review. It's not. It's, it's you know. It's not scathing. It's no. It's not. Um, and I, you know, I. I don't know. You said that the the woman you talked to found it funny. Some of the women I talked to found it funny. Some said they wouldn't watch it because they just thought it looked stupid. Some said they watched it and they had a meh attitude. So no, women I had were all like, "What were you complaining about? We really liked this. This was funny." My kid, my girl watched it. She really liked it. And it's a PG-13 movie, right? It's got a couple F-bombs in it, which yeah. makes it kind of hard but for the is, younger kids. Yeah. F-bomb, a couple F-bombs and, you know, I think there's like a couple instances of, you know, some other figurative language in there. So it's, anyway. But, you know. it's For the female in your family. It's harder to watch the first one because Bill Murray is such a creeper in it. I mean, right, you, right. you have to, that, that one, that's a little bit harder to let a younger group. I think this one actually gets a bit of a pass for the younger audience the uh, the right. original well, yeah the original has dan getting yeah he's he's getting trouble he's with getting a ghost. he's getting molested by a ghost right. in his that's dream fine. so you know there's that all right i'm gonna sneeze so we gotta take a break all right we'll be back that's how we determine a break <laughs> communities digital news built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day visit comdiginews.com that's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com and support the next evolution in news. Okay, let's talk Halloween. Yeah, I love Halloween. It's my favorite time of the year. I noticed. I really love Halloween. 
Uh, each year, I, I put together a list of what's come out currently that would be defined in the horror genre. And this year, I've got like three movies that I really found to be awesome in this area and it's a bunch of TV shows. So I'm going to throw these at you. Okay. I'll mention a few things about them, but you throw in any, any highlights that you have from remembering watching these. So first of all, Carrie, which is the Brian De Palma movie, Stephen King's first novel. There's a collector's edition of that. Shout, Shout Factory, by the way, does an unbelievable job with this stuff because mm-hmm. they put in everything but the kitchen sink on all these extras, and they just overload, and they'll do 2K or 4K rescans of the movie. Some of these movies are really old, and they're hurting. So they've done a great job of cleaning that up. Um, great movie, scary movie. Nancy Allen and John Travolta are in it as bad guys. They, they harass Carrie and... This is just one of those films that they remade a and it was year a ago. Terrible idea, and it was a terrible idea. It's 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 another film that they should have never touched. Right, you're right because the original, not only the original is a really good movie, but if you go out now and get the Blu-ray, there's like three hours of interviews yep. on it. So anyway, fantastic, scary movie. Yep. Turn the lights off. Yep. Now, Hills Have Eyes is one of these early versions of torture porn movies where there's a family that gets harassed by mutants in a desert. It's Wes Craven, Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know why I've never seen this. I can't believe I've never watched this. It's a bizarre, scary, freaky movie. But once again, shout! this is a company called Aero Video has released a limited edition of it. it, They do the best they can considering this movie's from the 70s. They do a great job on it. Uh, Three optional commentary tracks. So you're going to watch... I know you love watching movies over and over again. And then there's an hour-long retrospective on it. And my favorite of the bunch now that I, that I mentioned is uh, Shout Factory released The Thing, a collector's edition. Nice. So that's John Carpenter's Thing, um, Kurt Russell. Lots of great Broadway theater actors are in this. But the effects basically define the movie. Yeah. They are disgusting yep. and grotesque. You know, the one movie that I never really understood why when they re-released it on Blu-ray because um, was The Shining where Sofia Coppola has this like 35 millimeter camera and she's going around filming everyone. And it's never been, I mean, it's out there on the internet. You can find it, but it was never included an as an extra. And that is, I mean, it's awesome footage. Like Nicholson's joking around and I, I've never really understood why they would never come out with a re-release Blu-ray on that one, do a 4K, and yeah. include that, because that is awesome. That I'm is sure they will. It's, it's hidden footage that you're not going to find anyone else shooting. And she was just there, and she had a camera, and wow. she wanted to document it, and she did, and it is awesome. So do I, you remember the thing? I do remember the thing. And the um, the scene where they're on like the autopsy table and the guys trying. To... All right. Anyway. So how how was the the coloring and everything? Fantastic. They... Yeah. They did another. They did a 4K rescan and it looks even better than the. Cause it's it was... a 2K scan of the Ender positive. Because I know that supervised um, by the cinematographer. Because it I, makes it even better. I remember that scene being fairly dark. Yes. So does, it, does it lighten up at all? Looks fantastic. Oh. Uh, and and there's a second disc involved with more than five hours of content. You can spend your entire Halloween just watching these three movies. So how how old is the content? It's it's a um, is a it mixed a, a little bit of new and a little bit of old. 
there's some archival documentaries and there's there's a great new interview. It's 30 minutes with uh, Mr. Carpenter and his buddy, filmmaking buddy, Mike Garris, which is really interesting. So, yes, there's a little bit of old, there's some new, perfect mix. Cool. All right, I'm moving over to TV. Yeah. So TV, my absolute fairy, favorite scariest TV show, goofy scary, is Ash vs. Evil Dead. The first season came out, and I'm telling you, if you haven't seen this movie and you have any interest in seeing the return of Ash Williams to the screen, this is your chance. They're 30-minute episodes, easy to digest, and they're fun. Okay. Totally fun. And the Blu-ray has an optional commentary track with Bruce Campbell on every one of the tracks. That's awesome. Being a smartass the whole time. That's awesome. Yes, it is awesome. Uh, all right, Walking Dead, the complete sixth season. Okay. You know, we know what happened that year. Um, there's problems with uh, uh, Dead Herd. They're trying to get out away from Alexandria. Yep. That causes a new set of problems. Yep. And it introduces, um, I'm going to mention there's seven optional commentary tracks before, because I know what you're going to get into. And, of course, the end of the season, they they mention and show, kind of show, the new villain, Negan. Negan. Yep. We- which takes us a little bit into... Well, let's. Why don't you finish your list, right, and then we'll, we'll and then we'll quickly talk right. Walking Dead. American Horror Story Hotel features Lady Gaga as a vampire, and it is really kind of hardcore, not for the family. Um, not a lot of bonus content, but still great. Preacher season one. That's the uh, Evan Goldberg, uh, Seth Rogen yep. vehicle, yep. bringing the amazing, the amazing Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon, who recently passed away, comic book series to light, which is, it's a fantastic version. Uh, you're going to want to watch the 10 episodes. And I got American Crime Story, The People vs. OJ, because there's nothing scarier than, than knowing Simpson. that this guy got away with this, Okay. <laughs> Fantastic extras, including a timeline, an interactive timeline to look at like what happened and how it laid out in the trial. Uh, I do mention iZombie, this first and second season, just because it's a great idea. And it's kind of a young adult horror show about a woman who becomes a zombie and works at a county morgue. And every time she eats a brain, part of that dead body, the memories infuse in her. So if it's the bed body was murdered... Now she's solving a murder case because she knows a little bit of what's going on. All right, we're going back to The Walking Dead. We are going back to The Walking Dead. Season 7, episode 1, begins where season 6 finale ends, which is someone on the core cast is going to die. And the first few minutes before the commercial break was nothing but a build-up and then a commercial break. The second segment was more of a build-up with nothing happening, and then a commercial break. Followed by the brutal killing of a main character, which we will leave it for anyone who has not right. watched and it. Talk about torture porn. You TV. want to talk about an episode of torture porn that made me sick to my stomach and question how this got past the ratings board. Season 7, episode 1 of The Walking Dead, in my opinion, pushed the envelope so far you know, cross the line by a mile and a half over anything remotely close to it. The violence, the uh, the brutal beatings of humans, the the overall torture of characters, the unrelenting torture of characters, 
the situations in which they're subjected to was so exhausting by the end and so difficult and disturbing to watch. It's not an episode I personally would ever want to go back and watch again. Uh, and it really was the definition of torture porn. It was, it was, I don't know. I, I think they took it too far. I think that that was just unbelievably unnecessary to air on TV in I that, agree. in that version. I agree. There, it was, you didn't need to show it. You knew what was going to happen, and it's easy to tell which characters were going to get it yep. by the time you got into the episode. There was no reason to continue it. It's, it's like, do you even know who directed that? Did Greg Nicotero? Nicotero did. Well, you know, I understand his fascination. I think, I think Kirkman wrote it. I understand his fascination with makeup effects, and, but, and he has a huge background. Oh, hey. That. I mean, he but, is a legend for sure. It was, it was. And critics are furious. Yes. They there's, are, there's groups that just won't watch the show anymore. I mean, I, what I did was I, I streamed it online and watched live Twitter uh, on the Walking Dead hashtag. And, and the 75 to 85% was, I'm done with this show. I can't, this is, this is unacceptable. This is, right. a lot of it was, there is no reason you needed to hold back on one of the deaths because two, spoiler, two characters, main right. characters die, not just one. The second one is more of a surprise, even though it's direct from the comics. Um, but everyone felt there was no need to do a cliffhanger, that it could have carried into a very, uh, you know, desolate and and despairing situation for the main cast and i think that there were times where they literally could have ended the episode and extended it into another one but it was just an hour and a half of unrelenting torture and anxiety and stress and frustration that a lot of people were very upset about and i think it was unnecessary to go that violent on an episode to put the point across of a character who is meant to be brutally violent and and it and the thing about it is, if you do something like that in a movie, you can get away with it sometimes because your villain will pay the price in a two-hour span. Yep. You're going to know what's going to happen. You know the guy's going to get it. Yep. In this, you're now going to have to sit through probably one season. Or more. Or two seasons of this guy oppressing this group of individuals week after week with no resolution. Yep. Which is just going to make it even worse. And I think, and, and honestly, I think they sort of blew their wad a little bit up front. And I think the next couple episodes are just going to be, they're going to drag. Right. And, and then it's going to come up to some sort of, you know, mediocre mid-season cliffhanger. Right. Which will tick people off. Um, and the fact is, is I think they're booked through, what, 10 seasons now? There's some, I know that well, they're they definitely. signed up eight. They're, they're done through eight, for sure. Um, I don't see this going away, but I do see, um, and I, I haven't even seen the numbers yet because they're still compiling DVR and everything, and you probably won't get the final, final numbers until season or episode two comes out. But yeah, it was, my feeling was, was that this was an NC-17 style film that you weren't aware that you were going to be watching. It was just, it was like that. It, I mean, granted, it said there's going to be you know, there was a typical Walking Dead, you know, there there are elements of this feature which are disturbing for some audiences. Right. But it wasn't 
this is going to be really disturbing and you should be aware of it. And I really right. think... And you're used to that with Walking Dead because they continually brutalize zombies. Yeah, but you, but that's fine. That's I don't have fine. a problem with that. Right. When you get into brutally murdering, you know, people who are alive... Revered cast members. And who especially. are revered. And, you know, it really... It, it, it followed the comic book too closely. And the comic is very violent. And it really... It, it, in, even with the governor in past in the you know the earlier seasons, he's not as brutal as he is in the comics, and in this one it, it came too close. And I, I don't know. I just I had a. I think that people were genuinely. I'm going to go. I'm going to need to go see my therapist tomorrow. It was just like that. It was just. It was. Too long and too drawn out and too violent and too and and believe me i love me some violence but this was like okay that's just now you're just doing it because you think it's fun right and it wasn't because you're trying to pull off an effect yeah i mean again it was it was sort of exploding an entire intro to a character you already know is completely difficult right. and and you see that and you see he's unrelenting and you see him breaking the main character but there are ways to do that without being so vicious. Right. And uh, we could be having this discussion with the season eight premiere, which is, you know, 10 times as violent as season seven. And season seven looks like, you know, Christmas time. Ugh, please. But, I mean, at some point, I think this may be the turning point where the show jumped the shark and people are going to start really bailing, bailing out. Bailing, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll watch the numbers for you. I'm sure that the numbers will be fairly good. It's It's Halloween and... It'll yeah, be that's true. It'll be fine. They always have the same problem where they split the season up and people get really annoyed that they have to wait for the second half. And then the second half, the first four or five episodes are awful. And right. then they then they always do this big climax at the end and then they cliffhang you yep. for a year. Yep. That's all I got on The Walking Dead. So put that in your trick-or-treat bag and yeah. smother and choke on it. It was so <laughs> disturbing. Happy Halloween! Yeah. All right. We may be back next week. It depends if one of us gets sick or we'll be back. Break something. We'll be back. We're gonna. We'll. Re, we'll. Re, we're recording right. on a different night. And it's a little bit to, better. We're gonna have a live execution next week. <laughs> next. Yep. Next week. <laughs> we're gonna brutalize someone with yep. a bat. Yep. And we're uh, gonna. We're gonna kidnap a trick or treater, keep him in my basement for a week, and that's right. Hey, hey. That'll yeah. be that. Censors. Uh, that's awful. Or don't reveal our plan for oh. God's sakes. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Next time, Polka. <laughs> so now that you've chosen the vanity, paint, and bathroom tile, you still can't decide on the faucet. Let the Home Depot make that easier by saving $10 on the sleek, modern Moengenta faucet. Right now, it's only 89 bucks. How's that for easy choices? The Moengenta faucet. Now, just 89 bucks during the winter kitchen and bath event at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Vowed through March 24th, while supplies last.